Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. I'm Big Head Joe. And I am, in fact, Stephen Marshall. And uh, we are, this week, going to go over kind of a year-in-review thing. Um, You know, we've been doing the show almost a year now, um, since we came back. And uh, we're just going to talk about what happened in 2014, either for us, um, or in the magic world, or just in the world in general. Just kind of, you know, roll with it. So before we get into all of that, um, we had one of our buddies on Twitter, uh, Brandon Beard, a.k.a. Beards on Fire, um, sent me a tweet. And he said, uh, I've been out of magic for a while. Come back and find out Yo MTG Taps is on another site. Frowny face. What happened? So uh, first of all, Brandon, thanks for you know tweeting at me. Uh, good to hear from you. Good to know uh You've come back to the game. That's the part that I got, you know, some good vibes from. Uh, just want to answer your question because I guess, I mean, I've talked about it other places, I guess. Uh, but I've never actually straight up said, you know, on our show, what happened, you know? Um, or not that I remember. I don't know. Maybe I did in the very first episode, but I don't think anyone was listening to that. Um, or maybe nobody's listening now. Who knows? Uh, so I don't think there's any need for a frowny face, you know? Um, we ended the show, uh, Joey and I back in, uh, April, I guess. No, it was more like February, I think of, I don't remember. I don't even remember, honestly. Was it April? I don't know. Somewhere in 2012, we, we stopped doing the show. Um, we brought it back a couple times, uh, randomly. And, um, you know, at the time when, we said we were stopping the show. Uh, I'm pretty sure Lauren Lee was still the uh, editor of uh, Star City Games. And Lauren said, you know, hey, you know, you guys ever want to come back, you know, do a one-off or something, you're welcome to come back and do it. Um, and so we did that. We did one. Um, we came back for it was, uh, for Mike Flores's official Miser's Guide. Um, he wanted us to do a show about that. Um I seem to remember there was one other show that we did where we came back and did like a one-off show. Um, and I almost feel like I think the second one, by that point, like somebody else was uh, maybe Cedric was doing um, SCG. Uh, was, was the editor at SCG. I don't even remember. All these details are really vague to me. Um, but the second one, you know, they were like, hey, you know, it's, it's it's all good. I don't, I don't remember. They were never mean. They never said, we don't want you guys anymore or anything. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, nah, you know. So 
we just put it out. And then what I realized was that at that moment, like, whoa, the OMTG Taps is completely independent, uh, which I thought was crazy because we hadn't been in so long. Um, and then uh, we did the sh- we started the show back up uh, beginning of this year and did about you know a bunch of shows doing them every every couple weeks or so and uh we got to a point where i felt like uh the show was in a good enough place where we could have a sponsor again so uh first person we went to was star city games uh we went to star city games and we said hey you know um we're doing the show again uh and we'd like to you know have you back on the site and uh, and they said you know they were very nice they said you know well we're not really you know having any podcasts on our on our website anymore um so you know uh good luck you know it wasn't like hey you know you you belong to us you can't leave it was kind of like no you know we're we're not doing podcasts on uh, on the site anymore so you know go find another home you know and it was just one of those things where it was like um a courtesy, you know, because they were our home for so long and because they were so good to us. Uh, we extended them to courtesy of, of offering the show to them first. Um, and then uh, what I noticed, uh, I was looking, just looking at some sites and uh, I noticed that legit MTG uh, had the deck tease podcast for a long time. Um, and then noticed that it had stopped because like, I haven't been paying attention to what podcasts are where, or who's sponsored by who. I just really haven't. I'm so out of the loop with that sort of stuff. Um, so I noticed that, you know, Dectease stopped its run on legit, like in, I guess, what, December of 2013, like, you know, a few months before I got in touch with them and, uh, you know, uh, spoke to Josh, uh, the editor of Legit, and uh, Nate, the owner, and uh, they were super cool. And they they were, they were just like, "Yeah, it's great. You know, we'd love to have you, and you can pretty much do what you want, and you know, and that sort of thing." And and so so now we're with LegitMTG.com, and uh, they've been really great to us. Um, and it's just the way I the way I like to explain it. And this is no disrespect to star city games in any way um but the best way i can explain it is it's like let's say you love music right and then you're like i want to get a job in music right so then uh you go and you get a job at sam goody at the mall right you get a job at sam goody at the mall and you know you get to like listen to you know deal with music all day you get to you know, yeah, you got to wear a uniform and stuff and you kind of have to like follow, you know, a certain structure, but like you, you get to like talk about music all day. You get to sell music. You get to just do music stuff all day. It's really cool, you know, and, and you love it. You love it. You have a great time doing it. Um, and then, you know, some stuff comes up in life and you decide, well, you know, I got to move on from this. So you leave and you go do some other stuff. Um, and then you go and you try to get your job back at Sam Goody and, and they're like, oh, well, hey, you know, hey, you know, appreciate you coming in. All our positions are filled right now. You know, I'm sorry. You know, sorry. We just, you know, we don't have a spot for you here. And you go, okay, great. You know, so, uh, you start looking, you're like, man, but you know, now I'm really got the bug. I want to like, t- you know, I want to get a job selling CDs and selling music again. So, you know, one day you wander into your local independent record store and 
they have a now hiring sign and you're like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's a good fit or not. So you go and you talk to them and turns out that the independent record store is, uh, you know, you can wear what you want. Uh, you can say what you want. Um, they're gonna, you know, pay you comparably to how you were paid before. Um, and, and you get to work with a lot of really cool people. You know, it's not this big, like chain it's not this you know the the larger umbrella but it's you know it's a home and 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 it's a it's a great home and so i don't see the need for the frowny face brandon you know i'm not and i'm not, I'm not like yelling at you either <laughs> i'm not trying to yell at you i just don't see the need for that because you know star city games was great to us you know i have nothing but good things to say about our time at star city games i have more bad things to say about my time at star city games like <laughs> in terms of like how i felt during that time than i do to say about star city games and their relationship to me you know i i feel looking back at it almost like uh like like i was a jerk but um but that's you know i don't even want to think about all that stuff we're moving forward and um and i'm really happy where we are and uh you know i hope uh that us being on legitmtg.com will give you the chance to check out some of the authors and some of the things they've got going on at legit and hopefully you get into something new um so you know i just kind of wanted to just talk about that, you know, because I don't think we'd actually addressed it directly uh, before. Have I? Oh, I was just enjoying the the rich irony that this explanation and this analogy about record shops is going to be distributed over iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. I'm sad. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's. I'm sad to admit that I just bought the new Ice Age album on iTunes, like without any interest in going to the store to buy it. Oh, same here. Like I bought the new um, D'Angelo. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that 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 night that it came out, iTunes. Yeah, sweet. Well, good. Then I know I need to buy it because I can't borrow it from you. <laughs> good, because I, uh, I, I listened to it. It's really good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's really good. Um my buddy uh, Chris uh, from from uh, my old neighborhood growing up was saying that it's like a really dense record. Takes a couple listens through to really uh, to really get into it. But uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, we're going to talk about this let's is not, not let's, that type of year in show. Let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves because we are going to talk about our top ten lists next episode. Uh, albums of the year, top 10. We're not going to get into it like a whole episode like we did at the end of last year's uh, first episode. We did that whole bonus part. Um, it be a bonus track. Yeah, basically, yeah. We'll, we'll so, even include like the 14 minutes of silence. Yeah. <laughs> 12 and then start talking. We'll, we'll, we'll have like 98 or 97 tracks of silence. Hmm. And then 90, track 99 will be the... Uh, the bonus episode. Um, do you ever see the They Might Be Giants album that did that? There's a lot of albums that did that. No, no, no. It was like, um, oh gosh, let me like they it it, it had like a million uh, bonus tracks. Like it had 16 tracks, like regular tracks, right? And then it had fingertips, 
parts like one through 20. Uh huh. <laughs> and they're each like, like 20 seconds long or five seconds long. And they're entirely different songs. So they actually were songs. They're songs. They have like, they will sing like everything is catching. Yes, everything is catching on fire. And then that's it. And then they'll go to like a, a different one. And it'll be like a totally different song. Totally different style, totally different genre of music. And they did they did 20 like little mini songs at the very end of the album. And then they had like one last song that was actually a non-fingertips uh, song at That's the end. That's fantastic. So that they had like 17 or I guess technically 18 tracks. I don't know. It was a weird album. It was one of my favorites. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Um, so speaking of Star City Games, this weekend they had their Players' Championship. Um, and the funniest thing is that, uh, oh, first of all, Brad Nelson won. Before we forget to mention who the winner of the championship was, Brad Nelson won. Congratulations. I can't believe Gerard Fabiano lost in the finals. That's all I want to talk about. Really? No, not really. Why can you not? Can you believe it then? I can. Really? My eyes saw it. <laughs> um, so uh, the main thing I heard about this, other than Brad Nelson winning, was that the structure of this tournament was ridiculously confusing. And uh, I didn't get to see it. I work retail in a toy store at Christmas time. I don't get to watch Magic on the weekends this month or play Magic much at all. Um, But uh, looking back at the standings here, uh, they did it apparently in groups. So... um, as, 16 total players. Right, 16 players in four groups of four. Um, this is a pretty familiar structure to uh, fans of uh, soccer um, in terms of like you know the World Cup or uh, Champions League or the Europa League, etc., where um, each team will play each other team. Um, so uh, basically, Brian uh, Braun Dwin played. Uh, Logan Mize, Jim Davis, and Derek Sheets, you know, they each had to play. He had to play each one of them in a match. Um, And that's how his record is determined going into the elimination round. Um, Now, the elimination round, it looks like... Now, the elimination round is where it starts to get confusing. Um, Because the... um, So, what it looks like what they did was Steve Mann versus Joe Lawson. I'm just trying to... Oh, that's that's day two. I'm so confused. Anyway, um, they had some elimination where two guys would play... Uh, one. There would be two matches, mm-hmm. and then the winners of those two matches would play each other, and the winner of that match would go to... Top the, eight. The top eight. And then the two losers would play each other, and the losers, the winner of that match would play the winner of another loser's bracket match, and then that winner would go on to the top eight. No, 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 because then there'd be one more round in the loser's bracket, I think. Why set it up like this? They even made a chart, and it's just it, it looks like no other tournament chart ever. Why? Why do this? Why do all this? Why can't you just do it in one day and then just have, like, a tournament, have, like, you've got 16 players, right? Why don't you just do four rounds of standard, 
four rounds of legacy, and then cut to top eight. Like, why can't you just do that? How is that so hard? They had to they had to get in two days of coverage. Yeah. So they had to just milk it for every for every minute of coverage, uh, which I don't like. I don't like that. Um, I, this is really confusing. I, I get the idea, but with a with a you gotta have it bigger though. Like you gotta have like thirty two players. You gotta have like double that if you want to do this. Like so. You, I think what they wanted to do – so there's 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 a few, like, obvious solutions to simplify it but also get two days out of coverage. You just add more formats. You add, like, a modern and you add, like, a, a draft or something like that. No, no all they had to but do But then was... that would look too similar to the Magic World Championship, like the players – like, I don't even know what it's called. The World Championship, right? Yeah. So I think they wanted it to be a special tournament like that but also different <sighs> – from the world championship. So they had to like do a different structure. Cause otherwise if you still want the 16 players and you want two days full, like of coverage that in your, you don't just want people jamming the same standard decks against each other all day and milking it. Like they kind of did. Then you have to just add additional formats. And then at that point, it just looks like a repeat of the, the world championship, but just their own version. So well, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, but that's it, exactly it, what it is. <laughs> it's 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 at Star City Games going. We've got a championship too, guys. Like, uh, you, you know, but like this is the thing. Like, if you want to do the um like the World Cup like structure, if you want to do the group play and all that, just double the size of the. Just do it like the World Cup. Like double like make eight group or make eight team or eight groups, right? And then. From the eight groups, you take the top two finishing players in each group, and you put them in a round of sixteen. Like that's all you got to do is you just do you do exactly what you did, but with twice as many players, and then you take the top two players. None of this convoluted elimination rounds, and then you and then that way you can do the coverage like they want to do it. You well, do you, still... you do groups A through D, and then you do groups uh, E through H. Right, and so you do the coverage of the four rounds of the groups A through D. Right, you do four rounds, mm-hmm. and then you do the coverage of the groups um, E through H. You do the four rounds, right? And then after that, you've got sixteen players. You've got the top two, and then you can do tiebreakers based off of tiebreakers. And then, um, and then you take the round. Then the next day, day two, if you got to have two days of this. You'd go to the round of 16. So you do top 16, eliminate into top eight, et cetera, et cetera. Just elimination. Just well, because like... that just that, – that, that doesn't give you as much coverage as what they did because then you have a top eight with like an additional round. So it doesn't really add that much time to like their coverage. Sure it can if you space out the round. Like if you actually milk the rounds, like if you just do like – Oh, and you... show every single match like they yeah, did the or, or you do, Yeah, or you do like ha- – like, you know – you do half of the bracket, like you show like the match. You just have the brackets play half at a time. You know what I mean? So you have the first half play. They play their eight rounds, or you do like four of them play, then four, then four, then four. You know what I mean? And then you can just, and then you can break it down. Like you can still milk coverage if you got to milk coverage. You know, um, you can still make them wait to play. They don't have to all play at the same time. See. I feel like all the, I guess the logical tournament structures 
are already taken up by like wizards like they've already you know they had first dibs they 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 they've been doing this a lot longer so the way they have it set up uh especially with the new structure for the top eight of the pro tour where it is a longer day of coverage because they show each and every single match mm-hmm. like they, there's no concurrent matches in the top eight so that's one way to do it but wizards have already done has already done that it seems like this tournament was designed so that it would still be differentiated somehow from uh wizards of the coast and a uh pro tour so i i feel like they're doing it to be different like that was a specific goal they had in mind when they created this other otherwise i don't, I don't see a lot another like i don't see a logical reason for saying this up just because it creates just a lot of confusion and like every tweet i saw towards uh the head honchos at seg during coverage was like yeah this is great i like i like the players i like watching them play but uh what what exactly is going on? And and you know they just have to reply like, listen, winner gets in the top eight. Don't worry about it. Or like, <laughs> just just watch. We'll tell you we'll tell you what to think about this match and why it's important. If you just tune in, please just tune in. So I, I think they're gonna read. I think they're gonna redo it. It's gonna look a lot more like a normal tournament that we're used to. And it just I, I don't know how they differentiate themselves, but I think it'll look <laughs> more like either the the world championship. Or how they have it set up, like kind of like what you were talking about, where maybe it's a bigger field and then you just show every single match or something like that. You don't have to show every out. single match either. You can just like out of like you can just pick out of the four matches which one you want to cover, and then pick out of the four matches which one you want to cover for like the top sixteen, you know, and do that four times, mm-hmm. and then do it again, but twice, you know, and just have one half of the bracket play, then the other half of the bracket play, and then you know, and then you can work it down from there. I mean, I, I, this just seems. Like, going out of your way to be different isn't always the correct play, you know? I don't know. It just seems like we we confused people into watching so that they would have to watch so they would know what was going on and wouldn't be confused. Like, I, I don't think they were confused into watching. I think the idea is compelling enough as it is. It's 16 players that you generally recognize that are of high quality and they're playing for, a, you know, a whole bunch of money. Like, that's <laughs> that's all you need to get them to tune in. Right, and then once you got them tuned in, don't screw it up. Right, right, right. From what I hear, the coverage team was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, so, um, who was who was the coverage team? Uh, it was Cedric. Um, oh God, I'm blanking. The guy that plays Burn all the time from the great state of New Jersey, Pat Sullivan. Pat, yeah, no, no. Oh God, is he not from? Uh. Patrick, yeah, Patrick Sullivan. Who am I thinking? I'm thinking of Adrian Sullivan. <laughs> I was like, no, it wasn't him. Not yeah. Pat, not Pat Sullivan. Patrick Sullivan. Yeah, no, Patrick Sullivan. Yeah. Uh, Cedric Phillips and um, basically when I tuned in, that that was who was uh, doing the commentary. Who? I mean, they're fantastic. I think they're the best mm-hmm. in terms of uh, streaming coverage. Word. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, apparently the guys who were running, who were doing the coverage, did a great job. Uh, so, you know, just, just, I feel like this, this structure is just very confusing and unnecessarily so where it would just be as easy just to like, you know, do, if you were going to, if you're going to do group play, just follow the group play that's worked for a hundred years or so in the world cup and just follow that structure to the T. I mean, I don't think, I don't see anything wrong with that. And then you can make them play how you want. But anyway, um, you know what would be, would be kind of cool that you could change it up. When you get to the top eight, like you get like first seed, um, I guess maybe like separate it out or something like that. Like, or if you get to like top 16, so like you have the four, like one seeds of each quadrant 
and and they also get to be on the play, but then they also get to pick who they play against. <laughs> they so, pick they pick their matchup. It just reminded me of um, I was just reading a uh, Game of Thrones uh, prequel graphic novel called The Hedge mm-hmm. Knight, and uh, it's just like in the in the tournaments where like they go up and they poke the shield that of the person they want to fight in the jousts. But uh, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so like they got the shield that would be really rad. It just makes it all the more dramatic when. The person that gets picked pulls off the upset. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you want that? Oh, you couldn't handle that. You know, it's all the trash talking. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I feel like is uh, is sorely lacking in magic. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mike, like mic'd up. <laughs> yeah. Just mic them up for one tournament and just encourage it. Like just as long as like, you know, they keep it clean, obviously. Nah. No. Yeah. 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 You got to keep it clean. Fine. You got to keep it clean. But but yeah. I, I like I like trash talking in like very like sarcastic ways. Yeah, no 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 Kevin Garnett trash talking. I, I think it's just because I hate the Celtics. <laughs> you showed me that you showed me that one. Uh, it was a Vine, I think. I don't even remember of this. him like being real sarcastic with uh, with somebody. I can't. Even oh remember. yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a uh, he's a delight. That's awful. No, you. <laughs> Google his uh, trash talking to Tim Duncan, and you will hate him as a person. <laughs> really? Oh, it is. It's really bad. I, uh, but it's Tim Duncan, though. Don't you think that that would make me love him as a person, though? Like for real? You hate Tim Duncan? Plays for the Spurs, right? He's just an affable then, then I robot hate him. that plays basketball. I hate him if he plays for the Spurs. <laughs> I hate that uniform on his back, man. How can you hate fundamentally sound basketball? <laughs> We've talked about this before. Like Tim Duncan's. Yes. Tim Duncan's one of those guys that like, I know is a great guy and that like, I legitimately like don't dislike, but I have to like keep up appearances, man. Like, like John Cena. I think John Cena is like such a great wrestler and like, and such a really like positive person to have in the WWE. Um, But if I go to an event you know, this is the way it goes at a wrestling event is that you get the really high pitched voices, all these little kids all going, let's go Cena. And then you get all these like testosterone fueled, uh, deeper Cena sucks chants like that, mm. like shout back at like the kids. And so I'm always going to be one of the people shouting back at those kids that Cena sucks because See, I, that's my I job have... as an adult. I have the opposite bias. Like I have a hard time objectively rating uh, players that I don't like as people. So like, it took me a while to come around on Jason Kidd as coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, just because I don't think he's a great dude. <laughs> um, and I think there's actual evidence of that. But I think he's. I mean, he's obviously a fantastic player. That's easy to recognize yeah. because there's just like a stat sheet. But like as a coach, like that's so so much hard to judge. So you can like let all your biases creep in, and at first right. I was just like, "This guy's an idiot." Good luck with that, Bucks. When he tried to like make the power move to get out of uh, New Jersey, like he asked for like, what well, he didn't ask for a raise. He he wanted them to fire the GM and make him also the GM after <laughs> his first year of being a head coach. Really? Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, the cojones on that to make that move!" Wow. And so then he just arranged so that he could head coach uh, the Bucks, and so he just looked like a, a like you know a jerk. And everyone's like, what a disaster that's going to be. And I was like, I, you know, I was inclined to also agree with them. But uh, I've watched a few Bucks games and 
the guy's a the the he's great. Yeah, I think he's a great coach. Well, he was a good basketball player. I mean, he's a like, great basketball player. You know, Derek Fisher was a good basketball player, but uh, I don't know if there's anyone that could save the Knicks. Anyway, this has been officially derailed. This is top eight magic territory. Speaking of top eight, though, uh, top eight, top four. That's top four is uh, is, is is how they're the top it, I guess. four. And the decks were probably really boring. I'm standing. It was, it's so boring to me right now. It was now. three. Okay, listen. I could just tell you from memory. It was three Sultai Reanimator decks and one Abzan Aggro. And it's crazy that the Abzan Aggro didn't win. I don't get that. Because that, that seems like... That deck was I, just basically tuned to beat these decks, right? Yeah. It, it was played by uh, BBD. And it has four main deck Anafinzas. And then a whole bunch of aggression and a ton of removal and thoughtsies. And it seems like that would just be, I don't know, just perfect versus yeah. uh, the Sultai. So it was technically two. It was one Sultai reanimator with like Sidisi. That was what Brad Nelson played. Right. And then two kind of black green constellation decks. So basically they're similar decks, except one uh, was the black green constellation and only had blue in it for the sideboard cards. Ah, I see. Oh, wow. And so instead of Sidisi... The, and main deck Soltai Charm. Yeah, main deck Soltai Charm, which I think is awesome right now. But the deck that Reed Duke and Gerard Fabiano played was green-black, and their, their four drop that got him advantage was just um, Eidolon of Blossoms. Mm-hmm, yeah. So that so was the only difference. these have main deck Soltai Charm, too. They did? Yes, that's why it's... That's the only way it's Soltai Reanimator. Oh, Gerard's, okay. Gerard's does... Um, and Reed's has one. Oh, okay. So that's the only blue cards main deck, really? So there is, but there is a blue card main deck, yes. Okay. I thought it was just black-green with, like, only blue sideboard cards. But, and the other thing I like about Brian Brundoon's deck is that he had three back-to-natures in the sideboard, which is, like, mm-hmm. the perfect metagame call. Because I was, like, looking at the deck tech for Brad Nelson, it's like, and, um, and Reed Duke and all them, and it's like, it's like 16 main deck enchantments. Yeah. It is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it also does a good job of clearing off uh, Farika tokens, too, on top of everything else. Doesn't kill Farika. No, but it yeah. And clear the board of those tokens. I really like Back to Nature right now, but yeah, I, I didn't actually see the BBD um, top four match where he lost. I did see the finals, which was extremely anticlimactic. Um, Fabiano just, <laughs> he just did not get good opening hands and good draws. Did, and, he, did he ever mulligan? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is he? Oh, is that his thing? Like he just never mulligan. He's well. It's so funny. Like we were uh, doing coverage, uh, Joey and I. We were talking to Gerard, and uh, and he was like, "Yeah, I never mulligan. I never mulligan. I'll keep any hand. I don't care. I'll never mulligan." And then like we got like the same day we saw him mulligan like twice in a match, and we were just like, "Really? <laughs> You're such a jerk." <laughs> <laughs> Someone tweeted though. Uh, maybe B- <clears throat> maybe he transferred that to BBD because someone was tweeting to him. It's like, did you really keep six lands Abzan charm? <laughs> and I think he just says like, well, sometimes you got to get there. That's so funny. So, uh, yeah. So I think the structure could use some work. I'm not sad to see, you know, something cool like this. And I, you know, and, and good for them for trying something different, you know. Let's be a little more positive about it. Good, good to see them trying something different. Oh, I thought um, it was cool. The fact that like there were 16 players, um, you know, all 16 players had a deck tech, right? Mm-hmm. 
So like there's deck text for all the decks that these players played opportunities to like hear their thoughts on their decks. And, you know, you really get deeper coverage um, of the 16 players than you would, um, you know, over the course of a day, you might get some deck text. But the fact is you're getting all these players are, are, are top dogs, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the concept and the actual execution of it were it was all top notch, but for the unintuitive structure of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all. That's pretty much yeah. And that's pretty nitpicky if you think about what they did get right. Right. True. Very true. Um, now, I I don't have much to say about standard right now. Standard is it is what standard is. Standard is a format that is meant to stagnate. I feel. Oh no. Incorrect. I mean, it, it. It's. I think it's only been stagnant for like two weeks. I mean, how long has this Jeskai tokens deck been a thing? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I know. in less than a month. I don't know, man. These decks. Are... So like, we can like we can review the pillars of the format really quickly. It's Jeskai tokens. It's uh -oh. Sultai reanimator. It's for the people that haven't caught up. Abzan uh, mid range, which I think is just awful right now because everyone. We're living now in a format warped around beating that deck so i don't know why you would show up to beat that to, to play that deck yeah. it is some of the stragglers still playing mardu mid-range which is just horrible against tokens but if tokens were to go away i think that'd be a good deck versus um actually just some deck that could run three or four main deck anger the gods would be really great right now that would just hose like almost everything blue white heroic which is the other so those are the three main decks i'm seeing right now blue white heroic uh jeskai tokens and the uh soul tyree animator yeah but some people have been posting a pretty cool, uh, some pretty cool decks. There was one that won a PTQ, like a you know capital PTQ. Yes. Um, and it was Soul Tyre Animator slash Abzan, so it's just four colors, hmm. and it was just running Siege Rhinos, just all the good cards. Hmm. So it was basically kind of what the most popular con strategy is, which is just five colors less blue or less red. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what reason you need to go into red right now if you're chromanticor. I listen. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> Lord, have I tried? It's just one red mana away. It's too clunky. One red mana away, and you got there, man. Um, on a recent uh, top eight magic, um, uh, Mike Flores was talking about a blue red control deck with uh, Master of the Way. Which I kind of I just master of waves, master the way. What is master the way? It is like the three red blue I think, or two red blue, three red blue. Draw a card, deal damage to target creature or player equal to the number of cards in hand. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's that a bunch of card draw. You know, dig through time, steam augury, main deck anger the gods, which, which is what I like right now. I think yeah. that's just fantastic versus so many decks right now. Uh huh. And I still think that there's room to actually add a color. That's that's what I want to try. It's it's running the crazy cons draft combos of Perlink Ancient plus Master of the Way, mm -hmm. where you you basically draft a control deck, you drop the Perlink Ancient, and you return all the lands. Like you just keep doing it. Oh my goodness! And then Master of the Way for for ten or whatever, <laughs> or you know some stupid amount like fourteen, and then you have like main deck burned. That's amazing. So I, love I mean. It. I think he posted the list like earlier this month. So I might hunt that down and start uh, tuning that. It might get me to play control. I don't know. That's an awesome combo. 
it's pretty sweet. Returning the lands to your hand and then master the way. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so I think like standard, like all these mid range decks are kind of soft to just one for one counter spells. Yeah. And all the aggro decks and tokens decks are soft to anger the gods. So if you can, if you can get a deck that actually has a kill spell in it and has both those elements and draws to like actually filter, you know, fil- a bunch of draw cards to uh, draw spells to actually filter your hand to, to get the things that you need when you need them. Yeah. Um, it could be viable. So that, that might be something to try. Hmm. But uh, that's where standard ad is currently, and I completely disagree that it is stagnant. But I also have no interest in playing it right now. <laughs> you know, okay, okay. You know, I think this is the thing for me is that you know, I'm I'm on the Abzan train, right? Maybe oh, it's, that's why. Maybe it's stagnant to me, you know, because I'm like, my deck isn't good anymore. Ah, I hate standard. Maybe that's really <laughs> what it is. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that being the case. <laughs> but oh, you're you're the person I was referring to. It's like, oh, those those people still left in the dark playing abs and mid range. Yeah, well, I haven't been playing Magic much at all in the last month. You know, like my my standard deck has probably been in the box since San Antonio. You know, like I don't think I've fixed it. Well, no, we played in the uh, no, we played in the uh, whatever that was. The win the San Diego Planeswalker set. That was the last time I touched it. That was the first time I played Abzan Reanimator. And uh, just got crushed by, uh, well, an Abzan mirror match. And then also uh, by that blue-white heroic deck, which is insane. That deck runs, like, five rares. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. I like it. It's a good it. deck. Yeah. I like it. I want to play it. <laughs> I want to yeah. play that. Yeah, so I think we're just being babies. So you don't like standard because the deck you're playing isn't good. And <laughs> I don't like standard because the deck I did like playing is now super popular. <laughs> Jeskai tokens, which are <laughs> these are both character flaws of ours that are that have been longstanding. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> so I've been finding any excuse to just play modern or uh, cube. You play <laughs> a lot of cube. I've been playing a lot of cube. This is turning into a cube podcast. Because it's like it's like playing it's it's like playing constructed, but you just get to play the decks you like. Yeah, and a di- or a different one each time, and you just get to decide whether which one you want to play, based on how good your deck is, based on what cards they're giving you. So, anywho, uh, this was supposed to be a year in review episode. We got a few things to review, I guess. Well, yeah, um, but just kind of you know, I mean, first of all, just let's talk about magic stuff. Because that's what, uh, you know, that's what we're here to do. Um, we had four pro tours this year. That's a big thing. Like the fact that we actually had four pro tours uh, was totally rad. Um, we had uh, going backwards from the um, the newest one to the first one of the year. Um, we had uh, in Honolulu pro tour cons of uh, Tarkir, which was run one by Ari Lax. Um, and then we had Magic 2015 Pro Tour in Portland, Oregon, uh, won by Ivan Flock. Um, Journey into Nick's Pro Tour was in Atlanta, Georgia, and it was uh, won by uh, one of our favorites, Patrick Chapin. Uh, congratulations again on that. And tough breaks on the second place finish in Worlds. Um, we had the Pro Tour Born of the Gods in Valencia, Spain, won by Sean McLaren. Um 
the player of the year for 2014 uh, is now a controversial one. Um, Jeremy Dezani, um was uh, in Chapin's last article on the select side of Star City Games. Um, Chapin went into some of the cheating that went on at the Magic World Championship. Alleged. Alleged cheating. We're not going to sit here and baldly accuse anyone, but... Um, Just, yeah, uh, actions that were gray to darker gray. <laughs> right. Um, but one of the things that was mentioned at the end of the article was um, that apparently uh, this Jeremy Dezani... Uh, was getting information. Uh, the vendor was reading off lists of cards that other competitors in the uh, World Championship purchased from that vendor. Uh, so, you know, so this guy went into the World Cup or the World Championship knowing, like, exactly what people were playing and, uh, and you know, probably maybe adjusted his lists based off that information. Uh, not, it's not against the rules but, you know, there were a lot of – everybody basically was really upset about it, and uh, and it was – you know, the ethics were certainly called into question. But, yeah, so that's interesting just to see that the player of the year kind of has a bit of a uh, you know dark cloud hanging over his head right now. There's a couple interesting things. Um, and then, of course, uh, the World Championship itself, uh, Shahar Shenhar won. Uh, so that was pretty cool, except that he beat Patrick Chapin. And I don't like that. It was a bad matchup for Chapin. Yeah. Who? He's still playing. He's still rocking the, the abs and. And, uh, you know, of course, congratulations to Denmark for winning the Magic World Cup. And I totally didn't have to just look that up to remember who won it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think they were Belgium. <laughs> or the Netherlands. Oh, man. You're going to get into some, some, some stuff that oh, you yeah. want to get into. Oh. Don't want, don't want to rattle that hornet's nest. <laughs> don't, don't, don't compare. <laughs> don't call a country another country's name. I have a, I have a, I have a Dutch friend named Loda, right? And mm-hmm. and and me and Loda used to hang out all the time. And sometimes he would speak uh, Dutch to you know other Dutch folk um, <laughs> that uh, that that we worked with. <laughs> And I used to say, I used to be like, oh, man, you talking that German again. I don't ever understand what you're saying. He would get so mad at me, right? <laughs> and, like, he's like, don't say it's German. And I'm like, okay, all right, sorry. One night we were at a party. Might have had a little too much to drink. And I said, oh, you Germans don't know what you're talking about. And he literally choked me out. And as I'm coming to, he's, like, got his hand out. And he's like, no, let's not do that again. I'm like, all right. And like, he picked me up off the ground <laughs> and, I, and I never called him German again. Um, See that violence, always the answer. That's and the right. Best way that's right. To get your point across. That's absolutely right. Um, oh yeah. This is some good points here. Steven's sending me a couple links. We got a couple new, uh, fate reforged, uh, spoilers. That has nothing to do with the year in review, though. No, it doesn't. But uh, we're looking forward to 2015 here. I guess it I'll does just... come out in January. <laughs> it's coming out real soon. Yeah, Valorous Stance seems insane, right? I like options, and it gives you them. <sighs> Instant speed. Uh, Valorous Stance is an uncommon from Fate Reforged. It's uh, an instant. It's one and a white. 
Choose one. Target creature gains indestructible until end of turn. Or destroy target creature with toughness four or greater. That's an awesome card. It's fantastic. How many times in the next year is someone going to cast a Valorous Stance in response to a Valorous Stance? I don't know. Some some amount of times. <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> a whole lot. We're going to have these... Man, just... Smite the Monstrous is a great card in Concealed, and this is just like... Just pooping on it. This is absurd. This is just an absurd card. And like, yeah, you're just going to have like <laughs> white counterspell wars because there are no more blue counterspell wars in Standard, so... It's not allowed. So there we go. Um, the other card that was spoiled that I thought was really funny how far people were uh, were, were working through this card in the uh, Common Ground Games uh, Facebook group uh, is the Sandstep Mastodon. I did not want to scrooge all over that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's five green green. It's a creature elephant. It's a 5-5 five, five reach. Looks like it's a rare. Picture is very blurry. Um, when Sandstep Mastodon enters the battlefield, bolster 5. Choose a creature with the least toughness or tied with the least toughness among creatures you control. Put 5 plus 1 plus 1 counters on it. It's interesting. I don't think yeah. it's playable in standard. Yeah, it's sealed. You might run it. But, yeah, no, you'd definitely run this in sealed. It seems pretty good in sealed. It's like 10 power for 7. I mean, that's not that great of a deal for a rare. Now, the one interesting thing about this card is that you can put the counters on itself. Yeah. Because it doesn't say choose another creature. So yeah, I mean, a 10-10 for 7 is playable. 10-10 for 7 is, is perfectly playable. Um, with reach. And, and if you have hardened scales out, well, you get an 11-11. Wow. Hardened scales. People are playing that in modern. <laughs> oh, for affinity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of nuts. I guess with uh, I guess that kind of makes sense. Modular. With... All the modular guys. Well, modular and um, steel overseer. Ooh. Yeah, I kind of get it now. I'm like the more I've like kind of made fun of it quite a few times. So, all right. All right, Steel Overseer, Modular. All right, I can kind of see where the Hardened Scales version is going. That makes sense. Still don't think I want to run it in my deck, but uh, I can I can get the uh, why people would, would decide to do that. Uh, so anyway, uh, a little sidetrack there. We're just full of sidetracks today. Um, Bolster seems kind of cool. It's very simple. So I guess each uh, clan's going to get their own mechanic now, like an additional mechanic in Fate Reforged. Right. This is obviously the Abzan mechanic. Right, right, Fate. right. So bolster, so it works with it works very well with, um, God, what is it called? <laughs> what does the Abzan do now? What do you mean? <laughs> what 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 is the mechanic in Abzan? What is the mechanic? Uh, yeah, Orcish mechanic. Fortify. No. Fortify. Is it fortify? Yeah. Just, just... Outlast is outlast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my just, god! I just agreed. I'm like, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's it's it. The it's Fortify. Fortify was from Future Sight. Oh, yeah. You're right. Oh, man. <laughs> Fortify was from Future Sight, man. That's yeah. like... Outlast. Outlast. Yeah. So each... <laughs> each clan's getting a new mechanic, and Bolster is the Abzan mirror or past 
mechanic to outlast. Hmm. So, oh, so you think they'll all kind of be like old school versions of um, of the uh, cons mechanics? Mm-hmm. Huh. This is supposed to take take part with a thousand years in the past. Right, right, right. We didn't outlast. We simply bolstered back then. Mm-hmm. That's, so what do we think the rest of them are going to be then? So we got Delve. What could be the past version of Delve? Um, flashback! I don't know. Coming back, flashback. Ooh, that'd be sweet. Delve, yeah, Delve and flashback kind of work. No, they don't work together at all. No, they don't work together at all. I don't know what uh, I don't know what works with Delve. Dredge. Dredge. <laughs> They're not gonna do that. Dredge. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> oh man, we gotta stop thinking of this. We gotta not go down this line of thinking, man. Oh. Oh man. Oh. I'm so psyched for Dredge now. <laughs> so Dredge is gonna be in this uh, in the set, and and Goblin. Was it Goblin Bombardment? Am I just messing up every card name ever? What? No, it's not Goblin Bombardment. Yeah, it is. That's what I want to be in this. Yeah. So in my in my Fate Reforged Christmas list, I want Goblin Bombardment. Also, more Dredge cards, please. (laughs) Dredge, man. God, that would be evil. They're just not going to do that though. But that works so well with Delve. Actually, that would be busted. There'd probably be like a busted What'd you say? deck if you did that. What? I, I didn't say. I didn't say anything. That was weird. I like heard this. It sounded like a whole nother voice. What? Yeah, I don't know. It sounded kind of like you know how like on old cell phones you'd get or not old cell phones, cordless phones you'd get like the the, the cross line or whatever. Yeah, that's like it was like a whole completely other it was like voice. A party line. That's what, that's what we used to call it. Party line. <laughs> party line. Yeah. I thought it was just the police. You know the police interference or something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. No, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that could happen on Skype, but yeah, I don't I don't think it can. I don't know what that was, but um, anyway, so like I I guess what I'm trying to say is like the biggest thing that I think happened in 2014. I mean, and not just happened in 2014, but has the biggest is going to have the biggest impact on 2015 and then going forward is the change to the block structure. Yeah. I'm like so excited about that. Like I said before, I think that's something I've been looking forward to for a long time. I feel like over the past few years, it just seems like the structure has needed something. And now we have that change being announced back earlier this year and going into effect, you know, basically starting in 2014. And uh, even, you know, we have fate reforged to look forward to sooner than we otherwise would have just just like a couple weeks but yeah that's, think, and that's great too for us podcasters you know right like, yeah you don't have the, the lull oh the lull is so brutal it's even brutal now like yeah. this standard has just been like i'm already like so sick of this standard i think this we just have no patience anymore as a society but yeah you're probably right <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool like so we only have like another month and fate reforged is like out yeah. i think actually the first I think the first uh, open series event may be in Baltimore. I huh. think uh, so. I don't know. I've, I think I might go to that. The first open series event that has Fate Reforged legal. So right, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm excited about that. But I, I just think that's like such a huge deal for Magic. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, me too. And 
you know, uh, I'm not so much. I, mean, I like the small, big, small, big, or big, small, whatever. You know, I like that. But the thing I like even more than that, which isn't going to actually happen till 2016, right? Is the um, the twice a year rotation. Yeah. Like I love that. I love the fact that we're going to keep things fresh. We're going to keep things cycling in and out, and uh, you know, decks will will come and go a little more frequently, which which I you know I'm, I welcome. Uh, yeah. I couldn't stand. I liked Mono Black Devotion, fortunately, but if I didn't like Mono Black Devotion or any of like the three decks from the last year, you know, like I would have just quit standard yeah <laughs> so it's just nice to like um you know to see that happening i, I think it's gonna uh get more keep more people interested in standard yeah it will probably be a bit more of a grind to get the cards mm-hmm. um but i feel like the good cards are the good cards anyway and you're gonna get those cards i don't know i, I don't think that's gonna be as big of a people uh are are suspecting but yeah, it's exciting, and it'll be an exciting thing because it's new. But um, but speaking of next year, uh, I think in order to keep from repeating ourselves uh, all episode, um, we should probably wrap things up. But next week, I think we're going to talk about our New Year's resolutions. Yeah, because we made New Year's resolutions last year, and um, we want to go back and listen to the, or not listen to those. Y'all don't. You can go back and listen to them if you want, but we're going to go back and listen to them and see if we, you know, held them up, if we, uh, if we stuck to them and, uh, come up with some new ones, uh, for 2015. So looking forward to that. Yeah. I've got to, I've got to come up with something. Definitely. So, but, um, yeah, so I think that's just about it. Uh, until next time or next week, of course, we are Yo MTG Taps. Stop bitching, start brewing. Yeah.